Welcome to Coming Home with Heather, a podcast for women on their journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Heather Stewart, and I'm here to guide you on your quest for self-love, acceptance, and unshakable confidence. I'm here to help you find unconditional love, deep healing, and connection. I hope to inspire you and to empower you on this journey of coming home to yourself. Welcome. Hey girl, so you're on a journey to overcome anxiety. You've heard about all the different healing modalities and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by it all and you don't know where to start. Well, that's where I come in, your personal anxiety coach to the rescue. Anxiety is a physical response to an emotional trigger. It initiates a chain of chemical and hormonal events in your body that manifest as physical symptoms like a pounding heart, shallow breathing, sweaty palms, shaking. And what you're probably not aware of is how that chain reaction has a long lasting effect if it is a regular daily occurrence. Because when you are in a chronic state of stress, in other words, you're experiencing anxiety on a daily basis, your body is not able to keep up. So it calls in the cavalry. That's when the mind steps in to intervene. This is what we call the mind-body connection. Your mind and body are always trying to keep you safe. That's why you experience the physical symptoms and the intrusive thoughts, the intense fear, the insomnia, etc. But all of these thought patterns are secondary experiences to what is happening physiologically in your body. That's why it's paramount to your healing to address first things first, your physical health. When your body is functioning at its best, you are better enabled to handle the psychological and emotional aspects of your healing. Because like a well-tended garden, when you are in good health, you flourish. And that's why I'm bringing to you my latest group program, Flourish, Tending to Your Lifestyle to Heal Anxiety. This program addresses all the aspects of your physical health, including nutrition, movement, sleep, and stress management. So if you are ready to start your healing journey by making small, sustainable changes that lead to long-lasting transformation, this program is for you. We start August 8th, and the program is on early bird pricing until August 6th. Contact me by email, Instagram, or Facebook, and you can find that contact information in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you, and I can't wait to work with you. Hello, my lovelies. It has been a month since I last recorded a podcast episode. And you know why? Because I'm on vacation and I'm allowing myself to sit back, enjoy my time, and soak up all that I can of the blessings that I have. And it feels so damn good. I'm recording this episode from my bedroom overlooking the courtyard of a charming little Riyadh, which is like a bed and breakfast in Marrakesh in Morocco. The peaceful courtyard full of trees, plants, birds, and even a frog, a turtle, 
a few tortoises, a cat, and the resident guard dog, Bobby, is the perfect backdrop for today's episode. So you may hear some of the courtyard musings during this episode, which I am inviting into this beautiful healing space. So today I'd like to talk about a topic that is seldom addressed. Letting life flow. We get so caught up in the daily grind, in our routines, in striving for achievement after achievement, watching our nutrition, exercising, maintaining a home, raising our families, tending to our relationships, attempting to have a social life, our spiritual practices, you name it. And we, we most often don't allow ourselves to lean back and allow life to flow around us. And it's so unfortunate because I have found in my experience, both personally and professionally, when I try to force things to work out the way I want them to, they seldom do. And then I'm left frustrated and disappointed because things didn't go my way, right? We all know this is a futile use of our energy because we can't force anything to happen that isn't meant to be. So why do we keep doing it? One word, control. We are all undercover control freaks parading ourselves around as easygoing and I just go with the flow, man. But deep down, we fear the loss of control. And this subconscious need to always be in control can come from a variety of places. It could be childhood trauma, growing up with an absent parent, abuse in relationships, having a toxic workplace, a fear of failure, also known as perfectionism, and the list goes on. But my point is, forcing never works. Never. Not in relationships, not in a career, not in raising your kids. It might seem to work out in your favor in the short run, but correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but things almost always come crashing down in the end, or at least they don't go the way that you had initially hoped that they would. And that's because when you force, you're not building on faith. I'll say that again. When you force, you're not building on faith. Faith must be your rock. And you know how the proverb goes, a wise man builds his house on the rock and only a foolish man builds his house on sand. Now I'm not talking about one faith tradition over another. This isn't the space for that. People from all walks of life are welcome here. I'm talking about faith in terms of the deep knowing and confidence and trust that everything is always working out in your favor, even when you can't immediately see it. Faith means that no matter what, you know you'll be okay. And I say this with full ownership over the past versions of myself that would cringe at the thought of not being in control. I used to be a super control freak, like the most organized person in the family, in the office, in wherever it may be. 
like almost obsessively so. I had to have everything just so. I always say a place for everything and everything in its place. And if something was misplaced, Lord have mercy on the person who misplaced it. During my childhood, my entire childhood, and into my teen years, I was always the organizer at home. As the eldest sibling, if something needed to be straightened up, categorized, labeled, color-coded, I was your gal. Side note, my closet and clothing drawers are still color-coded, but that's perfectly acceptable because Marie Kondo said so. Anyway, into my college years, every subject that I studied had a carefully organized binder, a color-coordinated notebook, a matching pen. You know, it looked cute, but really behind it was some kind of a level of, of a need for control. My first few jobs were all clerical or administrative, and I completely revamped the filing systems and streamlined the front office policies and procedures and processes at every place I was employed. And I was praised and applauded for my efficiency and systematic approach, and this got me promotions and it put me into leadership positions. And you know where all of that got me? Burned the F out, doing way too much and not asking for help. Because it's exhausting. It's exhausting to have everything perfectly tidy all the time. And it's also unrealistic. Life is messy. And that's what makes it beautiful. So over time, I have allowed myself to sit back and get a little messy right along with life. Sure, I'm still very well organized because that helps me to stay focused and it reduces the anxiety and distraction I experience when my living space or my workspace is cluttered. But now I'm not obsessive with it like I used to be. And that's because I practice consciously letting go of the need to control a given situation or outcome. Most recently, this happened to me in the past month (laughs) while vacationing in Morocco and staying with my husband's family. Let me paint the picture for you. Here's Heather. She's been living alone or with a partner for the last 20 years of her life. Although she's had a full-time job, her own successful coaching business, she's a podcast host, she invests in coaching for herself several days a week, and she's newly married and planning for her future family, she has a lot of alone time, which she relishes. She's an introvert, and she loves peace and quiet. She needs to recharge alone. She's also an empath, and the world exhausts her, so she values privacy and a safe place to rest and do the things she loves to rejuvenate herself. She is particular about the food she eats and loves preparing her own meals. Now, take her and plant her in a small apartment with 8 to 10 other people, most of whom she can't communicate with apart from simple phrases and hand gestures, one bathroom that everyone shares, a kitchen she struggles to navigate, dietary needs that are completely foreign and probably frustrating to the family to, for the family to provide for her, a small bedroom she is told is her private space, which she appreciates immensely, 
and a sweet, loving, adorable mother-in-law who insists on doing all chores without any help, including cleaning Heather's quote-unquote private space when she's out of the home. Now, when I map it out like that, it might sound like I'm complaining, but I am most certainly not. I am aware of and incredibly grateful for the abundance that I am so blessed with, including lovely in-laws and a safe home to rest my head. However, going from zero to 100 overnight in terms of privacy, peace and quiet, and 100% control over my own home, it was a bit much in the beginning. I struggled. Your girl struggled for real. And the problem isn't anything my in-laws are doing. They are absolutely delightful and warm and welcoming. I'm so grateful for their hospitality and accommodation of my needs. The problem was my expectations of how I wanted my needs to be met. And this is the distinction I want to make. There is a difference in knowing your needs and having an expectation for them to be met in a certain way. Are all of my needs met? Most certainly. Have they been met in the way that I originally expected? Most certainly not. <laughs> and that's where I have to do the work to release control of the how things need to be done. Because there are many ways to get from point A to point B, so to speak. There are many ways that my needs can be met. And I had to open myself up to the possibility that my way isn't the only way or even the best way. Which, if you go back to that picture that I painted of Heather, <laughs> that's where the struggle lies. Needless to say, this trip has taught me so much about myself about my capacity to endure discomfort, to set clear and loving boundaries, to be consistent and clear in communicating my needs, and then to sit back and allow those needs to be met, oftentimes in a way that I didn't even consider before. So bringing myself back into the present moment and allowing myself to see all of the abundance that is pouring into my life from every angle. And once I began to lean back and allow life to flow in that way, this took so much pressure off me, which in turn took pressure off my husband and his family. And I was actually able to start enjoying the time with the family, relishing every precious moment that we have together. And what's the result? I have less stress. I'm sleeping better. The energy in my marriage has shifted as the tension between my husband and I lifted. I have had so much more energy to pour into creating in my business. I've launched a new program that is already amazingly successful. I have had more new clients sign up to work with me than ever before. And I wrote a chapter that is soon to be published in a best-selling multi-author book. All because I released control over things that I couldn't change. And I focused on the things that I could. 
namely my own mindset around the situation. The way that we perceive things is so important. It can make or break your experience, leading to either beautiful or regretful memories. You have the power to decide how things are going to go simply by shifting your relationship to them. So I invite you to find ways in your life that you could release the need for control. Lean into the faith, that knowing, that confidence, that trust, that you are exactly where you're meant to be. Look for the lesson in the discomfort and allow things to unfold the way that they are meant to. Let life flow. You'll be surprised at how things start working out in your favor and often even better than you ever could have planned. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that more people around the world will be able to hear it too. And remember, keep exploring, keep growing, keep loving on your journey home to yourself.